So during our intro music, <laughs> Stephanie decides to start talking. <laughs> Should we try it for a third time? <laughs> not once, not twice, but thrice it goes to get this oh intro in. Hi, gosh, everybody. That is funny. Hello. How is everybody? I'm still as dumb as I was the last time oh, we were here. Oh, my God. Same. <laughs> How I can get myself dressed into work each day sometimes <laughs> is a marvel. Yeah. <laughs> but hey, I'm a lawyer. Come see me. Right. Don't we be, get, don't... you know, people trust us for our judgment. <laughs> <laughs> This is why we hire people that are smarter than us to run our offices. So Fair. That is what we do. So how are you? I'm good. How are you? I am doing fine. I'm not enjoying the winter weather we're having here in our region. I just think it's aggressive. I do too. I, you know, but I, I've always said, though, if it were 70 and sunny all the time, there'd be too many people here. Yes, there would be too many people. We want only the ones that are hardy and a little crazy <laughs> that can stick around for this. That's right. That's right. What have you been up to in the new year? Um, well, my daughter had her dance showcase last night. And how was that? It was actually really good. It's to get them on stage before they go to their first competition. Oh, okay. And so I got to see the little ones dance. Oh, okay. Oh my God. They're so cute. Tiny, tiny. Yes. <laughs> just stand there and kind of look and you're just like, oh, <laughs> so cute. It's like my granddaughter. I just sit there and stare at her. <laughs> I stare at her too. She's very adorable. She is adorable. So. And then the lad went back to college. Yes, I texted him and told him how proud of what, of him I was for his grades and getting scholarships. He has not responded. Well, you have met him. So. Uh, indeed, I have. <laughs> indeed, I have. I doubt that he's a listener to the podcast, but if he is, congrats. Yes, we're very proud of you. Exactly, exactly. Call your what mother. What else is going on? Call your grandma. Call, call your mother. Call your grandma. <laughs> Definitely call your grandma. Yeah. Nothing. What about you? I want to know everything that's going on with you. That was it. Okay, super. <laughs> no, there's not. They're really, I'm not exciting. I don't live an exciting life. And I'm generally okay with that because it seems like with excitement sometimes comes a lot of drama. We were talking a little bit before we started about this whole Alec Baldwin being charged with involuntary manslaughter thing. And I, 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 I'm not trying to get into the politics of it, but it sure seems like it's political. There shouldn't be any po – I mean, I don't – I sit at a different end of the political spectrum than other people. Than other people even in this room. <laughs> yes. Actually, we're at the other end of a table. It's very, like, representative of things. <laughs> but if, say, this was Clint Eastwood that was in this situation. Right. I Who, would let's be clear, was handed a prop gun, mm -hmm. was told by the prop master, the gun whoever, the uh, armorer, I'm sorry – that the gun has no live rounds in it. On a, on a movie set where there's not to be any live ammunition right. anywhere. Right. And you're filming a scene for a movie mm -hmm. that requires the use of a firearm. And in order for it to be seen, it typically has to be in the direction of a camera. Where the cinematographer asked him to do precisely what he did. Right. And and let's we're not trying to lose sight of the fact no. that a life was lost here. Absolutely no. not. And somebody should be held accountable for their negligence. I don't see how going after Alec Baldwin is any in any way. And also the article that I read said that he and the armorer were, char were charged with two counts of involuntary manslaughter. I, which so that is that confused me that uh, the the you know I don't understand that I I don't understand that charging decision and I had actually saw this before we came in and she had which the, by the way I want to 
point out that she came in about 45 minutes it's late. So late. <laughs> Somebody at this table forgot we were recording. <laughs> I don't want to mention her name. Oh. She's really cute, though. Yes, she is. She's um, wearing a Bloom <laughs> County sweatshirt. Um, but the prosecutor said that they had spoken to several A-list celebrities, and they always check their guns before they shoot them. And <clears throat> as a criminal defense attorney, I just want to scream into the void about this because we should not base our charging decisions on what other quote-unquote A-list celebrities say. Right. These alleged A-list celebrities. Because what you have to do is look at the statute and see whether or not the conduct that occurred matches what's outlined in the statute. Right. And there are elements. And if you've satisfied the elements. And I wonder if what they really meant was they were charged with both involuntary manslaughter and second degree murder, willful and wanton. I don't know. But it was, I, I just think it's odd that... The, particularly when you read the facts of it, that a charge is, it, it, I don't know. Against him, for sure. I don't understand that. And if it's because he's a producer, well, okay, that's probably more of a civil matter. That's absolutely it is a, a civil matter. matter. So, But the, the question to me beyond all of this is, how in the holy hell was there live ammunition on that set? Five rounds. Five other, I think five other rounds is what I read were found, but either five more or five total, I don't remember for sure. And like when you check a gun, because this is how little I know about guns, if you open it, is this like a, did it have a clip? I guess it's old Westy. So was it like a, like a revolver? It was thing? a revolver. Okay. Yeah. I'm surprised I even knew the difference between that. But do the bullets look different? I, I don't know. I would assume not. Are the blanks like bright orange or something? I, that I don't know. You would think so. You right. would think that there would be a, a color difference or something. But, yeah, that I don't know. Oh, no, David Crosby died. Yeah. My oh. first response was, he made it a hell of a lot longer than he probably should have. <laughs> <laughs> 70s were fun. Uh, Mama Cass taught him how to freebase. So. <laughs> the 60s and 70s and, well, probably most of the <laughs> 80s were fun. Things were pretty freewheeling in the 80s. So. I actually read his biography uh, several years ago, and it was absolutely fascinating. But, again, how he lived this long. And may he rest. I have nothing against David Crosby, but, wow. When you're nodding off from freebasing and setting your clothes on fire, you know, you're kind of bumping up against that. <laughs> I, might not, I might not see my early 80s. So he did. I'm sorry, that just popped up because I was I was looking up something on our, uh, the next thing that I, that I want to bring up, which I think really ought to be a recurring part of our podcast. What's going on with Alex Murdoch? Oh my God. Don't you mean Alec Murdoch? <laughs> exactly. Exactly. <laughs> what is going on with Alec? I don't know, but the... Apparently, a forensic expert has released some pretty grisly details about how his son died from two shotgun blasts, and I believe he's charged with that murder, correct? Yes, he is. And um, you you think, seriously, what in the hell has happened to you when you think that behavior is somehow okay? I I mean, what has gone wrong in your head is is really the question. So I I don't know. That was just Yeah, that that remains absolutely just... On sort of the gift that keeps on giving right. horrible shit. Right, <laughs> exactly. Step up and win some crap. Um, so I read an article this past week that talked about that Murdoch 
family mm-hmm. and, and, and kind of the big dick energy they brought to this relatively small community and um, their stranglehold on this place. Right. Yeah. And, and, and how there, at least previously in that area, that state had been a, a rule that you could pick your jurisdiction for your personal injury case. So you could mm-hmm. go to very friendly, uh, very friendly circuits or districts. And uh, that was how kind of how that firm started to make a lot of its money. Um, but it was just, it was really interesting though, to, to kind of read about this family, this area, the sway that they had over the, the broader community. And you think, no, no, I'm, I'm not reading an article about a family in the 1800s. Right. Or in the industrial age, in the, in the 20s and 30s, I'm reading about a family in the 2020s. Yes. And it's absolutely like, what sort of backwater horse shit is this? <laughs> exactly. Exactly. So I, I, I don't know. I, it's strange to me. The whole thing is strange to me. Um, there's just behaviors there that are to me, well beyond the excuse of I have an opiate addiction. I, I've, I've known people who tragically suffer yeah. from active opiate addiction. And that's not a behavior that is that I, I have seen in these people. No. Um, it's, it tends to be one of not moving. Right. Not one of homicidal ideation or allegedly killing people. So at any rate, I, it just it was just struck me though about really how these people were like celebrity. Yes, it's crazy. And why? Because and it went they back had money. Generations. Yeah. Why? Because they had money. I guess. I guess so too. I don't know. Well, at any rate, it's a shit sandwich now. No, it sure is. No doubt about that. I certainly feel sorry for the victims, and certainly feel sorry for the victims of that firm. Oh yeah, that's which terrible. May well include some partners or associates who are going to suffer because of that. But at any rate, we'll, we'll continue to check in on that periodically. Though. When you say that, like right after I took the bar exam in Las Vegas, there was, um, they were doing some construction defect litigation in the sort of, they were townhouses, the neighborhood that we lived in. And the guy who came in to look at our townhouse to see if it had this defect handed me a business card of an attorney. He's like, well, you should call her. We have more work than, like, we know what to do with. Now, I was not interested in construction litigation. Right. And I I took that. I actually took that as a class in law school. But I, it just wasn't something that fascinated me. And I just got this really weird feeling when I looked at the card. Like, ugh, just a bad feeling. That's the case in Las Vegas that ends up with like six or seven oh, dead bodies. Somebody was there a chandelier involved? Somebody. <laughs> it's, it's like the guy who had just um, been out for a walk in a gated community and somehow got both of his knees busted by a bat, crawled up a ladder and hung himself. And I was thinking there was. A sh- I was thinking I, I might be confusing it with something else, but I thought I knew there was a hanging. Mm-hmm. I was thinking it was from a chandelier, but mm-hmm. I might just be. No, I think it that. was a barn. But I mean, there's all kinds of. Uh, there's lots of dead bodies. There's probably I don't know thirty people that ended up with criminal cases. Can you imagine just being a dumbass first year associate? Oh my god! Passing the bar, walking in there like do 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 do. Oh God! <laughs> right, it's kind of like the firm. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it would be that would be my luck. 
Uh, but there wouldn't be a Mercedes involved. There would be no Mercedes. <laughs> exactly. Although I don't, I'm not really interested. If somebody gave me one, that's fine. I'd sell it. I'm not a, that's not, not my thing. That's so not my good. Before we get to um, this episode's topic, I had a question for you. Oh, dear. Did you know that everyone I know and everywhere I go is a noun? I did know that. What are we talking about this episode? It's one of my favorite topics in the whole wide world. It's Schoolhouse Rock. I am so... when. So I, I forced Stephanie to pick the topic for this Did. episode. She does not like doing that. I don't. <laughs> and she texted me kind of abruptly and said, Schoolhouse Rock is the topic. And I'm like, oh, my God, that is fantastic. I cannot wait. So all week long, as I'm getting ready for our episode of the, what pockets of time I have, Am I reading up on the history of Schoolhouse Rock? Am I reading about how Schoolhouse Rock has impacted education or impacted generations of kids? No, I'm watching all of right. my favorites. You yes. know, where I get my adverbs. Lolly, um, lolly, lolly, get your adverbs here. Right, and the figure eight, and three is a magic number, eight. and and the noun, and I actually was listening to the noun song before you got here. Did you Did you look up, I have two favorites. Did you see the interjection one? Oh, I love that one. Oh, I love that I one love so that much. One. She goes, oh, wow. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, okay, so I want you to kick it off. This is your topic. I, I don't want to inadvertently no. step on anything no, that, no, no. that you... <clears throat> I was um, looking, at, you know, usual internet surfing, and there was an article that came up about its 50th anniversary, and I just sort of, you know, started swimming in nostalgia of how much I enjoyed watching those on Saturday mornings when they would come on between the cartoons. Right. It was just, it, there's just, it was so wonderful. And it was like, took me back to a very happy place. So I thought that's what we should talk about. Oh, absolutely. Um, And we really learned shit from that. (laughs) I will say I enjoyed the songs. I liked them, but apparently nothing stuck. (laughs) (laughs) At least none of the math stuff stuck. We were playing Con Law Jeopardy in law school, and one of the questions I knew, because it's only a bill sitting here on Capitol Hill, I'm like, it's this. (laughs) That is great. That is great. Um, So as you were getting ready, what surprises did you find? What, What are some things that you learned this week that you didn't know about it? I don't, I've taken this, this deep dive before about how they were developed and the person who sang them and... So I don't think I learned anything new. I just was like having a, a chat with an old friend. That's all. Okay. What did you learn? Well, I I, I, I took a little different dive because I, I ended up on Wikipedia, ah. which is a good place to start, but I wouldn't necessarily finish there, right. kids. Um, what That's what I, she said. There are two things that I did not know at all. First of all, I didn't know that there were 64 episodes. Mm-hmm. I had no idea because I me- remember like four of them. Right. Until I, I started tell you looking, there were about twelve. Yeah, in, until I start looking at the list, and then I'm like, "Oh my gosh, okay, I remember that." But what really surprised me, more than anything, I had no idea there. So there are seven seasons, mm-hmm. and there are it ranges between four and twelve episodes in a season. I had no idea that each of the seasons were themed. Oh, I didn't know that. So season one in 1973 was Multiplication Rock. Mm-hmm. 
Season two, which would have been my favorite, was Grammar Rock. Uh, I love it. That was September of 73 and and last aired in December of 93. Hmm. Um, And then America Rock, 12 episodes in 75. Science Rock, nine episodes in 78. Computer Rock, which I've got to go, I've got to watch those because that has got to be so unbelievably outdated. (laughs) Here are the punch cards that you're going to use. It, our computer's the size of a whole room. <laughs> I can remember <laughs> the first computer that my folks got for my for my dad's practice. I can remember reading the manual. This was years and years later. And it said this this device has a 10 megabit hard drive, more than enough space to run all of today's popular <laughs> programs. And I'm like, holy shit, I'm pretty sure my toothbrush has 10 megabits. <laughs> Right. Space. Remember the graphics and these days popular programs was Pong. So, exactly. <laughs> Boink. Is, so um, Boink. and then so Computer Rock was 82 and then Money Rock. And I I do remember the money. Do ones. You, what are some of the money ones? I don't I couldn't tell you what they oh, were. Okay. I remember they oh, existed. OK, OK. I did not. I didn't yeah. remember that at all. That was uh, May of 94 is mm-hmm. when those premiered. So, well, that's when the girls were little. Oh, Lee and Katie. So I okay. would have been. OK. Would have been watching, yeah. Mm-hmm. And then Earth Rock, uh, that was March of 2009. Those were direct to video. The other six seasons were all on ABC. So you talked about the um, the person who started it. Do you remember any of that story? I don't, because I'm a terrible co-host. No, 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 no. That's not. I'm not getting there. I just went a little different direction this week because I, I, I kind of fascinated with how things kind of move in, mm-hmm. in a particular direction. So um, this this guy who was a marketing executive at uh, McCaffrey and McCall, his son was struggling to remember his multiplication tables, but he could remember the lyrics to virtually every Rolling Stone song. Mm-hmm. So, so he came up with this idea, and then, and, and to me, where it gets interesting is is this the idea gets pitched to a vice president at ABC by the name of Michael Eisner, who, of course, went on to become the the very popular CEO of the Walt Disney Corporation. Sort of when Disney had its big renaissance, when it started making uh, animated films again, like Beauty and the Beast. Right, yes. Aladdin, that Little Mermaid, that stretch of movies. Right, and I think it was Eisner that, that groomed Iger, um, Don't and, say groomed. And, and that's, you know, once upon a time that didn't used to be a dirty <laughs> no, word. No, I mean, didn't mean. I mean, it could have meant that, but it could have meant something else, but not anymore. <laughs> but also, people don't groom their horses anymore. So, Michael, I, it's funny <laughs> for fear of being canceled. <laughs> Sorry, that's a little farm girl joke for you, kids. Fortunately, we can't be canceled. That's the kind of rural radio you get here. That's true. That's true. <laughs> so it's we get farm humor. Um, but at any rate, I thought it was also interesting that Michael Eisner, who was a vice president at ABC, then he later in life becomes the CEO of Walt Disney, and Walt Disney buys ABC. Right. But also, it came to the attention of a cartoon director by the name of Chuck Jones. Oh. Who oversaw the production of Looney Tunes and Bugs Bunny, my absolute favorite. Yes. So yeah, I, I so I don't know. I just thought that was really. I didn't interesting. know about that crossover. Yeah, or that. yeah. Of um, course, it was just within the last few years that I realized that Looney Tunes was spelled T U N E S. Yes. 
Yeah, that slipped right past me. (laughs) (laughs) Again, that keen attention to detail that we hire lawyers for. I guess I was not watching with a critical (laughs) eye at that point in time. Oh, that is funny. So well, tell me, what do you think the what do you think the impact of Schoolhouse Rock was? Well, I think that it I used it when I was teaching at a university level for uh, English and told them to watch it because sometimes grammar gets uh, a little dry. A little dry a little technical. and it isn't I don't think that the attention to good writing is is emphasized as much as it should. And so I was getting people who were turning in papers that had like everything in lowercase letters, like they were sending me an email or something. So we had a little tough love discussion and I thought that I would um, sort of uh, bring the mood up with some (laughs) schoolhouse rock. (laughs) That's yeah. Well, and it's, and it's funny you talk about that. I I was an an adjunct instructor, uh, both an undergrad and graduate program. And I, I really struggled with what were supposed to be important written works that contain contractions. And, and my rule was there are no room for contractions in scholarly work. Mm-hmm. And you don't write a paper like you talk, and you don't write a paper like you text. Right. And, it, and, and you know, again, I think we've, we've talked about it, or other people certainly have talked about it, how texting and email have really... I, I think really caused most people's writing skills to just atrophy. Mm-hmm. I think they've just given up. I notice you're the same way I am in text. It ends with a period. Things right. are capitalized. Right. You'll correct yourself if yes. you see it went wrong. And I do the same thing. And then I got in trouble with somebody. Oh, it was my son. I got in trouble with him. We were we were having a discussion. This was this was some time ago. We were having a discussion in text that maybe was a little more tense. Perhaps and, we shouldn't have been taking place over te- texting to begin with. <laughs> well, no, I don't, I don't even remember what it was. I'm sure it was something silly. But at any rate, he said, well, why are you angry now? And I'm like, what are you talking about? I'm not angry. Well, you put a period at the end of your sentence. Right. That's how sentences end. Oh, right. And I actually have my phone set up so that when I double space, it'll automatically put a period in for me. <laughs> And then I read this. So I tell him that. And he's like, oh, okay. Well, I thought you were mad. And I'm like, no, I'm not mad. Um, well, at least not about that. Any right. dozen other things <laughs> I'm just burning with fury about. Right. But um, then I read this article a couple of weeks ago about if you're putting periods at the end of your text messages, that's rude. And I'm like, what? Right. I mean, now we're just making up rules as we go oh, along. Right. I'm sorry. Can I break out my MLA handbook and see right. if that's proper? Yeah. Yeah. No, I mean, you can totally tell. If you're speaking to someone who grew up with nothing, they don't know a time when texting wasn't a, a way to communicate right, with people right. versus other people. Right. But, it, you know, it's it's troubling. <laughs> and when somebody who's actually older than me, like, uses, right. like, text how my kids text, I'm like, what the hell is wrong with that? <laughs> right. Exactly. <laughs> So yeah, I, were I, you raised in a barn? So I, I, I think maybe if we could get Grammar Rock on the internet, just so people have to watch it before the loop. start of a video, baby yeah. on a loop, uh, absolutely. Um, but Billboard had a really nice article about mm-hmm. the um, anniversary of mm-hmm. Schoolhouse Rock and talked about 
Uh, and I'm just, I just want to read from the article. Not only did the show help kids sharpen their skills in math, grammar, and science, but it provided progressive lessons on civic and social topics that still resonate 50 years later, including immigration, referring to the great American melting pot, women's rights, suffering through suffrage, and then they make a tongue-in-cheek, social distancing, sort of, elbow room. Oh, yeah. And so I had to go watch elbow room before you got here. And my favorite line, if we run out of space, we'll just go up in space and we'll find elbow room up on the moon. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know. It just made me laugh. That's cute. Simple minds, simple tastes. So No, but it's... It was a genius way to impart information and complex ideas. They were able to break them down into discrete pieces that you could take in as a child or as a young teen. And I mean, I I remember my mom watching them with me too, because they were fun. Right. And you, you couldn't, you, you couldn't avoid them. No. And oh, the other thing, though, oh, the other thing that surprised me, I don't remember them being three and four minutes long. If you'd have asked me how long, on average, a schoolhouse rock was, I would have thought, I don't know, 45 seconds, a minute, like a commercial. Mm-hmm. I had no idea until I started watching them because you were just so captivated by it. Mm-hmm. And and you know, so clearly geared to, to younger people because, mm-hmm. you know, it's a lot of change of scenery. There's up-tempo, with the exception of figure eight. That's right. It's moody. It is moody. Kind of like our studio today. <laughs> we have a lighting situation though; it's, it's a bit troubling. We have half of our lights working, of, and they're they're supposed to be twenty five year LED lights. Um, they didn't even last twenty five months. Yeah, and so this has been a disappointing turn of events for me. So I, I, I and I don't want to get too technical in my efforts to um, to fix it. But slapping the crap out of it did not work. Well, I'm, see, then I'm out of ideas. <laughs> So you beat me to it. Uh, it um, but yes, so figure eight was was a little bit moodier, and I always like that. Mm-hmm. But you know the the quick scene changes, the colors, the flashes on the screen, clearly designed to keep a kid's attention. And with the exception of some of them, like the like the passing a bill, I'm only a bill, things like that. They were they were kids doing it. It was kid centric. Oh right, right, right. like. It's the kid talking to the bill. It's the kids doing the getting a shot in interjection. It's the kids playing baseball. It's the kid figure skating. So that's another way to get make sure that kids are interested is because you see somebody like you doing your thing. Right. Also y- unique is this is that um, whatever they're saying, they're referencing on the screen as well. Mm-hmm. So you know, talk a simple one person, place, or thing. There, the the girl is with a person. Then she's at a place. Then she's with a thing, mm-hmm. and 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 I think it helps to reinforce that as well. And the songs are catchy, mm-hmm. so if you can remember the lyrics, that's going to help you to remember what some of the rules are. Mm-hmm. So I, I I need to go back and watch the adverb one. <laughs> lolly lolly lolly, get you out of this thing. Um, there's another thing that in happy days when they go to college. Potsy is having a really hard time in biology class with how your heart works. I just want to point out that at that point, the actor playing Potsy was probably 40 years old. Okay, he was getting an AARP catalog. It doesn't matter. (laughs) It's important to know this because Anson Williams is very talented. But he wrote a song 
about it's called pump up it's like pump up pump 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 and it goes through how your heart how the blood enters your heart and then leaves your heart and it's very catchy and upbeat and i always thought they ripped that off from schoolhouse rock oh and then years later anson williams was being interviewed and he was talking about how he would get like postcards letters whatever from people in medical school that that's how they would learn to, that's how they would study for the heart oh my gosh. portion of it. <laughs> that so is I great. thought that was cool. That is great. Um, I, I, I was really disappointed. I just, I just presumed that Schoolhouse Rock had, had just died off um, because I've, I, when my kids were younger, we would try and watch Saturday morning cartoons, but it's this weird concoction of it ain't right no it isn't it's not scooby and looney tunes and and did i see one super friend right i think not (laughs) although that got ruined by those wonder twins i hated them so bad shape of a bucket of water fuck off how are you fighting crime as a bucket of water and that goddamn monkey Oh yeah, that was that was dumb. That was I just I did not understand. And then there's all this anime, and I don't understand that. I don't understand anime either. I I, I don't. There's so many things I don't understand. Um, yeah, because we're old. Damn that's it. That's true. But I still seem to have plenty of time to sit on my butt and watch TV. Right. But I seem to give it all a go. <laughs> People worked hard on these programs. I, I want to give them a chance. So, um, at any rate, though, anything else that you want to add on Schoolhouse Rock? No, just that, I mean, you can find them all on YouTube now if you're feeling nostalgic. I would definitely recommend just taking some time and visiting with an old friend like I did. And I it's think, good stuff. I think that's an excellent way to put that. Um, you know, as I was looking up all of them, my, looking up my favorites, looking, uh, watching the videos of the ones that I'm like, oh, I don't, I don't remember what they're referencing. I thought, you know, for... All of the things that I hate the internet for, mm-hmm. you know, social media and and the dark web and, and things like that, um, email. Um, <laughs> People being able to bother me all the time. <laughs> um, being able to go back in time mm-hmm. is phenomenal. I, I mean, 30 years ago, it, well, Schoolhouse Rock was still on, but... 30 years ago, if you wanted to, to read about it, well, hopefully it's in an encyclopedia somewhere at the library, and I don't even know where to find those. I don't even know where to find the, the library anymore, it seems like. Right. Um, and, and I just thought, well, this is just so unique. What a way to introduce an, a whole new generation of kids to what really was such, I think, just such a novel idea. Yeah, it was fantastic. Because if you ask anybody our age, Everybody has a favorite one. 30s. We're in our 30s. It's mid-30s. <laughs> let's, not, let's not lie here. We were born in the late 1900s, <laughs> evidently. <laughs> Thanks, well, Channing. If you ever want to have to take a mental knee, have one of your kids tell you that. It's like, oh, did I just get out of the Civil War? Was my leg amputated? Mom. Do I have the consumption? <laughs> She's got the vapors, folks. I have the vapors. <laughs> my dear Stephanie. <laughs> <laughs> I find myself on the battlefield. Oh my gosh. So, so yes. So uh anybody our age is definitely gonna have a favorite one or a couple. And I guarantee you if you ask anybody in Gen X uh to give you a little bit of conjunction junction or I'm only a bill, they'll be able to tell you a couple verses of it. I am familiar with what is its function. <laughs> 
So what else is going on? What else would you like to talk about today? I don't know that there's anything else that I would like to talk about. Um, it looks like the last time we recorded, uh, Hamlin from Buffalo had been hurt. He is now home and doing well, and we are grateful for that. Right, right. Um, and I don't, I don't know of anything else that I have to add to this episode either. So we're a little short this week, but hopefully you found the content good. How are we short? We're at 32 minutes, and I've got some stuff I have to cut out because you can't whisper. Well, not only can I not whisper, but I have also noticed I'm back to the pauses and you said at any rate like 14 times. So, damn it. <laughs> damn Enjoy it. editing. <laughs> oh, there is nothing worse. First of all, I hate hearing my own voice. As much as we joke about loving, yeah. Yeah. I actually hate hearing it. Yeah. Um, and usually when I'm editing, it's running, it's playing in the background, mm-hmm. and I'm doing something else because I'm just listening for errant swear words that need to be cut out. That's or, me. Um, no, it's me. That's what I bring to the table, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen. It's, it's my. I, it's, Profanity is my medium. <laughs> um, and then the pauses. And, and if I can cut out me repeating the same phrase over and over again, that'd be great. But Stop it. Now that brings us down to 18 minutes. <laughs> <laughs> Here's our four-minute podcast episode. Right. So. so our assignment for this episode is let us know what your favorite Schoolhouse Rock episode was. Yes. Yeah, that'd be great. It would be great if we could get a little bit more listener interaction. Yeah. So that people could tell us um, maybe what they'd like us to talk about. Mm-hmm. Perhaps if they'd like to guest with us. Yes, we would love, 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 love to have guests. Yep, absolutely. So if you do have ideas or you have feedback for us, send an email to Stephanie at weekendmediagroup.com and she will be happy to communicate with you. Um, also, as a reminder, we would absolutely love it if you would tell us you love us. Yes. Five stars on your platform of choice and uh, a, preferably a written review would be nice. Also, we would greatly appreciate it. If you don't like what we're doing, let Stephanie know, but come to the table with some ideas of things that you think exactly. might make the show better. I'm absolutely open for like constructive criticism and like genuinely helpful feedback. I, I will say telling Steve to get off the show is just hurtful. <laughs> and nobody ever would. So stop that. <laughs> All right. So it's winter. It gets dark early. It feels like it's midnight. So are we done? It's it's very cold. It is cold. And like sometimes it's cold and you're kind of like, oh, you know, whatever. It's cold. But it feels extra cold today and I don't know why. That could be because half the lights in the studio are out. It's because I'm dark and I feel like I'm in a cave. (laughs) Help me rescue me. So what are we going to talk about next time? I don't know yet. Are you going to say it's my turn now? Um, Yeah, I am. Okay. Oh, hey, uh, before we go. I I didn't read the article. Um, I just read the headline, Keith Morrison talking about the um, ethics of true crime. Mm-hmm. And I'd seen a couple of other articles pop up along that line. What are your thoughts on that? Um, I, I think that as long as you're respectful towards the victims and their family, that there's that there shouldn't be an ethical question about true crime. Because people are like, we well, shouldn't talk about it. You shouldn't glorify it. I don't think that that the podcasters or Dateline or anything like that is glorifying crime in any fashion. Um, <clears throat> Dateline subtly, yet not so subtly, goes out of its way to let you know that these people are dumb shits. Usually, especially uh, Josh Mankiewicz is just exquisite with that. 
And, and you're talking about the perpetrators. Yes. So these people, when I meant the people that are doing the crime. Right. And, you know, if you think about all the movies that have been made over the years, uh, like The Wolf of Wall Street, well, that's about crime. Should we not make a movie about that because that glorifies crime? No, it doesn't glorify crime. It's just the backdrop for how these things fall, like, right. come, come to fruition. And, I mean, I remember when um, John Wayne Gacy was selling his paintings from – I know it's Cringe. gross. Yeah. Super gross. And people were up in arms because he was making money off of the paintings. And I agree with that. I don't think that the that the person who perpetrated the crime should be able to profit off of anything that comes from that. Right. Yeah. And, and there are many states have statutes that will not allow them to, mm-hmm. to profit, like selling the the rights to their story or, or, or something like that. Mm-hmm. Um what about um, crowdsourcing oh the Lord. investigation? I, 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 <laughs> I have my own opinions. I think that that is absolutely one of the most dangerous things mm-hmm. that could possibly come about. And the incredible power and speed of the Internet in terms of something going viral like this kid in Idaho who was at the food truck the same night that the two of the victims were. And within a matter of hours, people were sending him death threats. They were like doxing his family um, just because he happened to be at a food truck at the same time as two of the victims. Right. There's absolutely no proof he had anything to do with it. He was cleared, but that's so dangerous. Well, and, and, and talk about causing irreparable harm to reputation is one thing, but how about irreparable harm to somebody's mental health? Right. I've done nothing wrong, and I'm getting death threats. And here's the other thing. Who are these people who their fallback position is to send death threats to, to people through the Internet? I know. I want to meet them. I, you really don't. So I can slap them. You really don't want to meet them, nor do you want to commit a battery. Oh. Remember what Donna said. <laughs> Some of these people are crazy. <laughs> yes. It's just insane to me that that would be your, uh, like, uh, oh, this person was there. Somebody on the internet said it, so it must be true. Right. You know. Right. And this is some girl on her, you know, sixth glass of wine with her cat in her lap and her pajamas she hasn't changed in three days. She hasn't brushed her hair in four. And, you know, this is your fucking source. That's a rich tapestry. <laughs> I really, I really looked inward for that, (laughs) (laughs) but it's just like, I will say that there are, when Gabby Petito went missing, right. They were able to crowdsource. Some of these people were able to share pictures of the van in the national park that they were at. um, And that was helpful for investigators. But those are tips. Those are tips. Those are not people undertaking independent investigations. And there's a huge difference. Oh, God, yes. There was a, a girl at the gas station by between the place in Idaho and Washington State University, which apparently is right next to each other, which I did not know that until oh, all no, this I happened. Didn't. It's like 10 miles apart. Really? Yeah, I had no clue. Oh, no, I didn't either. There's so many things I don't have to right. know about. <laughs> Just to add that to the bucket. Right, exactly. Throw it right on in there. Um, 
but they said something about the timing and, and like a white Hyundai. And this girl who works at a gas station went through video surveillance and found a video of a white Hyundai that eventually matches who is the prime suspect in this right now. Okay. So I don't even cons- I don't consider that crowdsourcing either. I consider that due diligence. Right. And and again, there's a difference between providing legitimate tips and hindering an investigation. Right. And um, going out on your own when you have no skill or training in investigation causes unnecessary delay, causes unnecessary harm to other human beings who had nothing to do with it. Mm-hmm. And I don't know if these people have some sort of a hero complex or if they're just simply so arrogant that they think they know better. But it's just yet another good example of why I hate the Internet. (laughs) All of that, just to get to to that statement. (laughs) Really, it's just social media, that's all. (laughs) No, and, and like everybody, I shouldn't say everybody, there was a large portion of people on the Internet who were just up in arms about the fact this police department wasn't doing anything. And I have some familiarity with how investigations work and how things go down. And I was like, oh, they're not not doing something. No, just as a reminder, and this goes to everything in life, big moves aren't made out loud. Mm -mm. And they were doing everything they needed to do, and they were doing it quietly, and they were doing it very well. So... I mean, they were, it was just ridiculous because there was a dateline about it. And I guess there was a 2020 and a 48 hours because everybody's just can't get enough of this case. Just a whole lot of numbers and a whole lot of time going on there. <laughs> dateline 2020. What? No. Dateline 2020, 48 hours. Ah. But um, I don't know what I was going to say. I don't either. But it was something important. I'm sure it was. Um, same thing happens to me again as a reminder. Why am I in the garage? <laughs> Must be alcohol. Every time. So, again, five-star ratings. We appreciate it. We love you. We appreciate you listening to us Thank every you so much. couple of weeks. Stay safe and be well. Love you.